Lizzie brought it home last Monday. It was a tiny little thing, probably about five or six pounds with light plastic paint on its skin and cloudy blue eyes. It looked like it had been used by the school ever since the early 70s, to be honest. Like it had been thrown around and abused a few too many times by negligent kids. I actually didn't even know about the doll until I heard her humming a nursery rhyme in her room. She was sitting on the edge of her bed, rocking the toy back and forth. What is that? I asked casually. This is Georgia, she said, proudly showing me the doll. Huh, I didn't even know that your school was doing this sort of assignment, I said. I thought the poor thing needed a good cleaning, probably some fresh clothes and batteries too, but I didn't want to damage school property. I have to keep her for the next two weeks, Lizzie explained. Suddenly the doll began to simulate a baby crying and she snatched it back from me and started to soothe it with another lullaby. I shook my head in mild amusement. With that sort of attitude, I'm sure you will get a great grade, I told her. I went to do laundry, thinking nothing of the whole situation. At dinner though, Lizzie insisted on bringing the doll to the table and had it in a makeshift basket to keep it calm. I heard the doll make strange coo noises and commented, is that like the last one they had? Seems like it's malfunctioning a bit. Don't treat Georgia differently, my daughter shouted. I raised my hands defensively and looked down at the doll noticing that at least she had gotten it some nicer clothes. So how often do you have to feed her? I asked, chomping on my steak. As often as she needs. Don't worry, I can handle it, Dad, Lizzie said as she checked on the doll. At least she was taking the assignment seriously. It wasn't before long that I became concerned. I heard the thing wail in the middle of the night and instinct took over for me to go and shut it down. Instead, I found Liz up tending to its needs. She was trying to rock it to sleep as the doll continued wailing. You need to get some sleep, turn that thing off, I told her. It has a name, you know, and that wouldn't be the right thing to do as her mother. She needs to eat right now, Liz said sternly. Is it going to give you a bad grade if you don't feed it once? I countered. Stop being so insensitive, it's just a baby, Liz said as she continued to rock the doll. I was starting to lose my temper. We had been up six times already that night. It's a fucking doll, Lizzie. Quit acting like a child. Just turn the thing off so we can get some sleep. The doll cried louder and my daughter shouted. Is that how you treated me when I was a child? Just shut me up and then make it all go away? This is ridiculous, give me that thing. I said as I tried to reach for it. She slapped my hand away and pushed me out of her room, locking the door. I didn't ask for your help. I can handle Georgia all on my own. I sighed, realizing she couldn't be reasoned with and I decided to drop it. I've had enough trouble getting her to cooperate ever since her mother walked out on us. I didn't need her to turn on me and think I was the bad guy. Instead, I went downstairs to get some sleep, trying to push aside my irritation and concern for her obsession with the doll. But things got gradually worse as the days continued. Liz would be monitoring the strange doll almost day and night to a feverish extent. She refused to shower because she didn't want to be away from it. And she also didn't like anyone else coming close to it. This is my baby. I can take care of her. One day she shouted to a friend who came by to check on her. The friend confided in me that Liz took it to all her classes at school, going so far as to attempt to breastfeed the doll during a lunch period. This was the final straw. I decided to take my daughter to the doctor in case of possible mental issues from her attachment to the doll. I didn't want to think she was having any kind of breakdown, but other explanations were beginning to run dry. It's a checkup for Georgia. I lied when we got in the car. I stared in the backseat toward my young 12-year-old daughter and the doll that seemed to have gotten bigger, as if it really was being nourished somehow. Its skin was brighter, its hair thicker, its eyes were shinier too. What the fuck? 
Dad, watch out, Liz shouted. I slammed on the brakes to avoid traffic and her doll toppled over. She immediately began to chew me out, quickly strapping the doll in. You could have hurt her. What is wrong with you? She screamed. I clenched the steering wheel and held my anger back. I needed to see if she was all right before I started dealing with this doll. We got to the doctor, and as I promised, I let the physician pretend to check on the doll first. He showed this concerned look on his face when I explained the situation. He suggested that Liz be examined separately from the doll. After a nurse led Liz to another room, the doctor pulled me aside for a talk. Has she been dealing with any other issues lately? Habits that seem out of place? Do you feel she is coping well mentally? He asked. It only started when the doll came home. Honestly, the thing freaks me out, I admitted. Liz was cooperative with the exam, perhaps in an effort to reunite with Georgia faster. She was back in the room in less than five minutes. It is definitely one of the most lifelike dolls I have ever seen, the doctor admitted. It's the most realistic doll I've ever seen too. Hey, the damn thing's eyes just blinked. That is quite an advanced doll for just a simple school project, the doctor replied. How do you suppose I should get rid of it? I asked. How long is the assignment meant to last? The doctor inquired. One more week. I'm not sure I can handle her losing touch with reality or her mental state getting worse for that long, I admitted. I know that you would want the best for Liz, so my initial recommendation would be to agree. However, given that whatever she is dealing with seems to be tied up with this doll, it's likely a better idea to just let it slide. Once the assignment has come to an end, we can reevaluate everything. That seemed like a logical idea. So on the way home, I tried to focus on Georgia and what would make Liz happy. Still, I needed to think about long-term stability here. So, have you thought about what you might want to do once your assignment is over? Will they let you keep the doll? I asked. You lied to me about the doctor. Are you trying to separate me from my baby? I won't give her up, you know, my daughter said. You can't steal her from the school, I told her. She belongs to me. They wouldn't understand. I can raise her, Lizzie shouted. I slammed on my brakes. Enough was enough. I'm tired of these games. You are old enough to stop playing pretend, I said, reaching back to grab the doll. Hey, she shouted. I took it from her, the thing crying and shrieking as I placed it in the passenger seat and drove home. She tried to climb up to grab the doll back. Liz, you need to calm down or we will get in a wreck, I shouted. I was veering off the road as she clawed at my arm and the doll cried even louder. Then my phone rang and I was temporarily distracted. An oncoming car was about to collide with us. I managed to avoid it at the last minute, swerving toward our driveway and slamming on the brakes. Lizzie, goddammit! We almost died because of this damn doll, I said getting ready to trash it. She slammed the car door shut and took the doll into the house, crying as she went. I made a decision right then and there to dispose of the doll that night when she was asleep. I watched her the rest of the night, the strange doll always in her arms. She would sing to it, cradle it, and even tried to breastfeed it, just like her friend had said. It was mortifying to watch her slip into this fever dream. What is wrong with you? It's just a doll, I tried to tell her before she showered, but she had this glow about her that told me I couldn't just shatter the delusion. She was mesmerized by the idea of motherhood. I was convinced that my sweet girl had officially lost touch with reality, and I simply had to take drastic measures. It wasn't going to be easy for her, but it was for the best. I waited until she was out of it, even making soft snoring noises, and then waited to be sure that the doll wouldn't make any sounds of its own. I noticed that the more Lizzie had cradled it, the more happy it seemed, content. Was it possible that this inanimate object was really adapting to the love my daughter showed it? I shook the thought away and stepped into her darkened room. She had placed the doll into what looked like a makeshift crib, even with stuffed animals included by its side. I carefully walked across the carpet, staring down at the lifeless thing. 
trying to not be freaked out by how very human it seemed to look now. Lizzie was really making this doll feel like it was real. I'm sorry about this. I whispered to my daughter as I picked up the doll. Slowly, its eyes opened, and we stared at each other for a long moment. Was I looking at just a doll or something more sinister? Abruptly, it started to cry. Lizzie jumped up and turned on her light, glaring at me. You were trying to take her from me? She screamed. The doll cried louder. I had lost this fight, but I didn't want to give up. It's time to wake up and face reality. This thing is changing you, I shouted. You don't understand. I need her. Lizzie screamed, grabbing the doll. Get out of my room. Lizzie, I'm just trying to look out for you, I said as she softly cradled the doll. I swear I saw it rotate its head and look at me. Maybe I did need some sleep. I threw up my hands in defeat as the doll made soft coo noises, this time Lizzie placing it right in the bed beside her. As I left the room, I swear I heard the thing giggle. What the hell? I didn't get much sleep that night, too distraught over what I thought was a break in reality. There was no way this could be happening, but it simply was. The only thing that helped me get any sleep was to think that the day after was the day Lizzie's assignment would be over. We could finally be free of this weird doll. When morning came, I went downstairs fully expecting to see Liz fighting tooth and nail to keep the doll. To my surprise, she was still in bed, apparently not feeling good. I'm sorry, Dad. Sorry that we fought, she said. I checked her head for a fever. Then I checked the room, realizing I couldn't find the doll. Lizzie, did you hide it? Where is that doll? Where is Georgia? I asked as I frantically checked every nook and cranny. I really didn't want to fight to get rid of this thing. Dad, what are you talking about? She whispered. She pulled the covers back and touched her belly, rubbing it gently. Georgia is right here. I glared at her, but then realized she was serious about this delusion as well. My daughter was officially gone from sanity. I tried to hold back tears. My phone buzzed. Mm. Time for me to get to work. We are going to have a long, hard discussion about this whole mess later. Do you understand? I said sternly. I didn't know what to do about her playing this game to the bitter end, but I decided to go ahead and drive over to the school and pay the fee for the doll. My phone buzzed again on the drive over. It was the clinic. I let it go to voicemail as I found a parking space. I went to the school's front desk and told the secretary who I was. She told me to wait a minute while she took care of some stuff. As she turned her back, I decided to listen to the clinic's message. It was the strangest, most chilling news. We need you to bring Lizzie back in. The reports don't make sense for a girl her age. Has she ever been sexually active? I called them back immediately, trying to focus my attention on the phone and on the school official. I'm sorry, why did you say you were here? The secretary asked politely. My daughter, Elizabeth, she lost one of the dolls you use for practice here. To teach about motherhood, I came to pay for it. Her teacher will know about the assignment. The clinic finally answered the phone. What did you mean when you left that voicemail? I asked, clenching the phone harder. Although we aren't sure how it's possible, it would seem your daughter is pregnant. My body froze in horror. I hung up the phone. Lizzie's homeroom teacher and the secretary were now standing in front of me. You seem distraught. Is everything okay with Liz? The teacher asked me. I swallowed a gulp of air, my hands sweaty and shaking. Where exactly did you guys get that practice doll from? I asked. Both of them looked at me in confusion. My whole world ended with four simple words. What doll? What assignment? Thanks for listening. If you enjoy these stories, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out some more of my episodes here.